You are now entering the Student Media Network. So beefy. Welcome to the Student Media Podcast, episode number 41. 41's lucky somewhere. Uh, getting in their 40s, I hear that's the best time. Man. You know, I just turned 40 this year. That's You're right. almost 40. Almost. You've got 15 years to go. Almost. Uh, we are on the perch at beautiful CHS Field in uh, beautiful Lower Town St. Paul, uh, or Downtown St. Paul. It's subjective, I guess. Yeah. It's called Lower Town, but we uh, this is this is the Saints' home opener tonight. At what the, a great at yeah. the new ballpark. Great weather, great place, great. It's just such a great day. It is. Great it's guess. beautiful outside. Yeah, we talked to the owner of the Saints, uh, Mike Vec, who uh, bundle of energy and uh, really good guy. I uh, I got a really nice. I mean, you, you know when you meet certain people, yeah. and you get like just a calming, good vibe. Even though, I mean, he's got a lot of energy. He's real or not, you know, and he was real. He felt very real. Yeah. He felt very sincere. Yeah. Um. He's a guy who gets it. You know. I mean, obviously, he's been. The Deep Saints spirit. have been here. They've done really well since since 1993. They played their first game at Midway, um, and now they've moved to this gorgeous ballpark in St. Paul that. You know, we, we were talking about it. Most major cities don't have an independent team right. in their urban setting. Yeah. You know, maybe they're way out, small country, whatever. But uh, we talked to Mike tonight about a little bit of everything. We got into Bill Murray. We got into uh, the disco burning night in uh, in Chicago. His roots with uh, with owning baseball teams. He was just great, and he was very, uh, very open and honest. And uh, what a, what a good. He guy. is the reason that uh, people should come here and watch. I mean. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but because of him, I do come. Now. Yeah, you're an entertainer. For, I was going to ask him about that too. I, I I wish I would have asked him what what his thoughts are in, on the term uh, sports entertainment because oh, that's, right, that's yeah. a lot of what they yeah. do here is they they're entertaining the crowd as well as showing well, you a good to be product. An experience. I mean, especially you know in Minnesota where we don't have a ton of teams that win right. win at all, but it's it's still an experience. It's fun to watch them. And especially the Saints, it's fun to come here and all the antics and yeah. I mean, if you if, really get involved, even if you if you're not like a family person, you just got a group of friends and you want to go find something to do. You can come out here. You can get a burger and a dog, and a and a beer, and still like not stand in line all night. And you'll still have bus fare afterwards. You're gonna, yeah, you know? you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have cab fare afterwards. Yeah. But it's it, well, and you, yeah, bus fare. Good point. He what did he say? He's like, there's twenty yeah, some there's like, bus lines that go right near here. Uh, this is the jewel of St. Paul. Can't rave enough about well, besides the X. It's it's wow, the X's true. little little brother. I mean, it's just yeah. if you think about and it's a green field too, which is really nice. They're 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 doing it right with the environment in Minnesota and their stadium. So that's how we do it. That's how we do it. Uh you know what? Just get into it. Episode forty one. Student Media Podcast. Thank you. about him personally, right? No, no. Just, <laughs> hey, you know? it's been said, so. Yeah, this would be the first time, right? No. We, uh, you guys talk already as far as what the show is about? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. So, so, is it fine with the fact 
This Perfect. is gorgeous. Yeah, this will be great. I yeah. couldn't have asked for a better. You know, this is great. You did a super job. I really appreciate Whatever it. Whatever they want. Nah, we're just Whatever you want, man. Yeah. I mean, this is so this our, is about you guys whole, today. Our whole mantra is that we're just, you know, we like to talk to people that are cooler than us. Obviously, this is a given. Oh, here. this is, and, yeah. Uh, this is such, you know, this is cool. And, you know, I don't pander. He does, but he would say yeah. it's an honor to be here. And I would just say, yeah, and I uh, agree with him. Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony's former life was a, he was a pro wrestler at one point. Um, uh, that that comes out every now and then with him. Yeah. Don't take so, it personally. He's yeah. no, he's just a jackass. Guy, I, yeah. um, if if you like headphones, I don't know if you if you've done radio in the past or anything like that. We have them available. If not, no big deal. We do. We do. Yeah. We've people in uh, Asia and in Europe and. We're spreading. Back. We're, we've only been doing about a year and a half, but it's, it's growing pretty quick and it's kind of fun. It's you know it's just the whole podcast world, but it's uh it's a neat thing and it's uh. We do TV during the day, but uh, we missed our radio work, so we thought we'd do this because uh, the local stations. You know, and it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, um, uh, well, Mishki's one of my closest friends. He was my partner in um, Ute. Oh, really? Uh huh. And what built this club, and I just told him this over at the current about two and a half hours ago, and of course, they're all young, so they think I'm pandering. Oh, of course. But what built the, the Saints after the fans and hiring good people, which is the only real talent I have, actually. I know how to hire good people and stay out of their way. But radio is what built the center mm-hmm. because of its flexibility, because of the kind of right. stuff that we do. So one of the reasons why I'm honored to come and sit here, because I heard about it this morning, is because I love this medium. And people don't realize what their lives are missing. Right. Even with serious and stuff yeah. like that, it's just not. Now, admittedly, from my end of the business, and I'd be interested how you guys feel, there are a lot of people. You know, there's a reason that Rose got such a brilliant interview out of Murray was because he did a brilliant job interviewing. Yeah. Right, right. People actually work at it yeah. as opposed to now in our biodegradable. I was just checking my thank yous and well wishes from people. That's the only reason I you're would get, You're getting a couple of those rude. today, huh? Well, it's really nice because a lot of them are from people who worked here and still feel a sense of ownership. So, so let's go. Yeah, let's I'm go. Let's do it. We're good. We're going. Yeah. Uh, good to go. Well, I, I can't say anything more than I think somebody's watching over. This couldn't have been a better day, and I think we know some past people probably watching over and made this day be as beautiful as it is. Did you ever, were you nervous a little bit about the weather? Planning um, this out? Yeah, but, you know, I, I always make the statement the same one. Mm-hmm. You know, I live in Charleston now full-time. I lived in St. Paul for seven years. I still have um, an apartment here. But Minnesota's the only state where people can actually talk about the weather. And I don't look at them and go, hmm, right. you don't have something else to say? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, because here it really is it really is pertinent. So running down the week, on Monday it was 42 at the first pitch at 7 uh. o'clock. But we had 1,750 people, um, I think, in the ballpark, 2,800 sold. So that was a good dry run, soft opening. And then yeah. 6,000 kids on Wednesday, I mean, on Tuesday morning. My son which was, was one great. of them, by the way. That's terrific. He so had, had s- a blast. 6,000 of those guys, yeah. wow. which is really good to check and see how the building's working because we had 200 Rotarians upstairs. So I was still thinking about it, but, I mean, if, 70 at first pitch today, this is just perfect. So, you know, it proves the gods are baseball fans. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, this stadium is is a testament to that. I mean, I've, I was excited. This is my first time in here. 
you know, we've, we've covered this for, for our day job, you know, sporadically leading up to today, but wow, this is, this is gorgeous. Let me ask you this, is it what you envisioned? Is it what you thought it would be? It's a hundred times better than I envisioned. What, what I did envision, um, and my only participation really in it, um, because Julie Snow, the, the artistic director, architect, and then of course the Ryan companies, um, supervised the building, and Ellerby Beckett, AECOM now, were the baseball architects. And the reason that I go through that litany is because each had a job, but it was Julie who looked at the farmer's market. My direction was one sentence, and that is, I don't want to be able to tell where the farmer's market ends and the ballpark starts because we're the saints and we made our bones and our mm. brand on coming hat in hand, not being arrogant, not right. being carried away, mm -hmm. but very understated. Over the top with promotions and stuff, but the way we integrate ourselves into the neighborhood in terms of marketing is to try to be all things to all people, not that we don't stand for something. Right. But, but we want to make the American Legion folks happy, which mm -hmm. they'll be happy playing a regional here. And we want Hamlin to be a happy tenant. And most importantly, we want Lower Town to look at us and with a sigh. You know, these mm -hmm. people were threatened with having a stadium here. Yeah. The Twins were going to play here. And, and we had to undo a lot of it. This is a ballpark. This is 7,000 seats. This is an art crawl. Right. This is 6,000 of your children, yes, you know, the day before yesterday. That's what it was meant to be. When we first came here, the artists are thinking to themselves, 400 artists and on whom we called personally on every one of them in meetings and meetings, six and a half years it took to convince wow. them that a stadium is five, six times what we have oh, of here. Course. This is an art crowd. This is a ball. This, a ball, yeah, a real and that ball made ball. sense yeah. to them. What what held over? What things did you have to have at Midway that you brought? We had to have the emphasis on art. Um, you know, obviously, it's, it's always interesting to me. People are like, you know, wh what? How did you come up with having all this art? Well, first of all, I think Bill Murray makes art. I, mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think acting's an art. Yes, mm -hmm. and writing, and the old. Uh, Midway, when we originally moved in, had some really terrible features. So we used art, we used plantings, of which you see all kinds. Mm -hmm. We've moved murals from the old ballpark. So a lot of the art is consistent. It's the same art that we had at Midway. Mm -hmm. The vignettes, the music at the gates, the pig, Sister no. Roz, all of the kind of trademarks, the smart alecky. Right. Excuse me, Usher Tainers, the even more smart Alecky PA announcers. Those oh, are the man. things that we brought with the, the promotions. But we've never worked with an urban ballpark before. And that's the to me the most exciting thing. This is what you take for granted. I'm from yeah. the south side of Chicago. I'm walking down the street two days ago. Lenny Russo tries to hit me with his car. <laughs> he operates Heartland right across the street. He's a James Beard finalist. Yeah. Yo, Mikey! Come on over, let's have coffee. So we go have coffee. You go down to the Black Dog, you can have yeah. a sandwich, you come back. You can walk around within four or five blocks and you have this whole community. And that's what's gonna shape this edition of the Saints differently and how it works, I don't know. But we always leave it to the fans. I'm going into this season with the best crew I've ever had and I've, I've 
I mean, Tom Whaley, Annie Heideko, but those people have been with me 25 years. That's a quarter century. Yeah. So, you know, people know when you come into a ballpark, if people like one another that work there, then they treat people who come in. It's an asset to Lower Town. I mean, have you have you felt embraced now yes. by the community? Now that yes. they've kind of seen your vision and, and, what, and what you guys have, have brought? It started almost as a collaboration. And then it became contentious because of parking issues because of of one ways and and the street designs and as we said here's a tailgating lot there's 3,000 parking spots within four blocks there's 6,000 within six or eight blocks but most importantly here's our story our general manager went to a guy's apartment in Marketplace the other night to see the effect the new signage had. Wow. There just aren't clubs that do that. Right. The Saints do that. Not because we're altruistic or because we're great. It's just good business. So as they see more and more of that, I was in public the other night, and this is really a funny, <laughs> I'm sitting down at the bar at public, and they don't have any clue. I'm just some guy sitting at the corner of the bar. And a guy says to me, we're making conversation, and he goes, you know, 15, 20 people came in last night with parkas on. I'm like, yeah, maybe they were at the ballpark. <laughs> so he's just yeah, he doing my market research. Right. There he's telling me that it's happened. He's that getting more, happened. more, more I got more business last night. What were they wearing parkas in <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're a chilly guy. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. This One of the amazing. best things I like about you, just to dip off into you for a second, because I'm very fascinated with you. You're like a Richard Branson, only better, because I, I, I get to meet you and stuff. But uh, <laughs> uh, the thing I like about you is your mantra, fun is good. I think that is so cool. I only read excerpts from your book, but I'm going to buy that and read that and stuff. But just your whole philosophy just really, you know, etches into here and everything you do. Well, you, you think about, it used to be, when I started with the White Sox, we used to show news before the game and because the news wasn't all horrible people weren't blowing people up and people weren't killing each other in record numbers and we weren't staging wars in 27 different areas and sports didn't cost an arm and a leg so now you find you revert to your childhood i'm one of nine children my mother and father my father died broke he's in the hall of fame i'm not going to my father's in the Hall of Fame, and he died broke. So it shows Same. you what man mattered to him. Right. He could care less about the money. He couldn't care. We, we never wanted for shoes. I mean, he was a great provider. He just never amassed money because it didn't mean anything to him. But what did mean a lot to him was joy. And that's why the fans demanded that he go in the Hall of Fame, because every decision he made was for the fans. And he instilled in me this idea that people come to the ballpark, Mike, they don't want to be reminded that they can't make their mortgage payment that month or that right. they're behind on a car payment. They want to get a beer at a fair price and a hot dog, and they want to get something a little extra other than a game. Now, current owners, they'd all be like, yeah, Bill Veck, uh, yeah, he was a dinosaur, but the godfather of baseball marketing. He would retch. He was doing this because people deserve break and so I, I by osmosis I ended up with fun is good I stole that from I, I stole it from Dr. Seuss we made it the mantra the night we opened Bill Murray and my wife and I hung up 
two signs that said fun is good. At the end of the night at Midway, 24 years ago, or 23 years ago, whatever it was, the only thing people stole was a sign that said fun is good. <laughs> people get this it. This is absolutely <laughs> the truth. But I didn't. I hung up the sign the next night, and they stole it again. Now I got it. I put it on hats. They bought them. I put them on shirts before life is good. Right. Oh, yeah. I wasn't yeah. smart enough to you right. know, trademark the right. like Vince later, McMahon. <laughs> I've, I've always wondered if you would have taken that. I know you had interest in the Brewers at one time. Would you have taken this philosophy right to the major leagues? And could got, you have? Could you have? I got, well, I've, I've died trying every time. I mean, I, I worked for the White Sox for five and a half, six years. Mm. Had more fun. Told my old man I was going to work for, for him for two years. Because who wants to be part of the legend? You know, the from your shoes, ex-line right, of work. You know, yeah, 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 you're not going to want to fill the shoe. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah. You only had one shoe. You're <laughs> like, right. oh, my God. <laughs> but um bum <laughs> You know, so I, I ended up staying six. I never had more fun. Then I went uh, to Tampa. After I blew up the disco records, you know, I yeah. wasn't really welcomed back to a, lot of, <laughs> to a lot of places. So I went to Tampa, and we did this, I still think, a brilliant campaign. We, we actually hung one of the players on Velcro on a billboard at the busiest <laughs> intersection in, in St. Petersburg where you come across the bridge from Tampa. and the Also, not in the stadium, but on a billboard. On a billboard. On, next to the road. To the introduce, freeway. next to the freeway. <laughs> and that's how we introduced the campaign. Right. And the campaign was off the wall. Yeah. Got it. And the biggest mistake, I take my glasses off so you can see my eyes. The biggest mistake was mine. I tried to sell an advertising campaign called Off the Wall to an organization that was about as off the wall. Oh, I can't think of anything. They, they just didn't get it. Paint, they didn't yeah. want to have fun. On opening day, my wife has my little daughter, six. She's married to the senior vice president in charge of blah, 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 blah for the Tampa now raise. Goes to the gate and says, my little girl has to use the restroom. Would you let her in? I'm sorry. She goes, my husband works here. I'm sorry. She says to me in the third inning, you're going to have trouble here, pal. This is not an off-the-wall organization. Yeah. I went to Detroit, on the other hand, spent three and a half years there working for my pal Dave Dombrowski. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So it does work in certain organizations, and certain ones it doesn't. Went to the Marlins, couldn't sell it. Couldn't sell it. I mean, I I feel like that that market has had a hard time with baseball as it is. I mean, and you know, you think it would be a feeder system you know being so close to cuba and yeah. dominican and stuff like one that. one of the few really truly international in this country cities right. international right but you know an observation i make and this i always preface if i'm talking as my father's son but in this case i'm talking about bill veck the operator he would say to me there comes a time when you stay too long at the dance or you've worn out your welcome and Baltimore's got, had a pretty good club, and they got Buckshaw Walter, but Angelos wears people out, and Jeffrey Loria is wearing that market out. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great market. Now, they did build the ballpark in the wrong place. I would have built it up in Broward County, you know, where the Pompano harness yeah. track oh, is. Oh, sure. Yeah, I yeah. think that would have been the ideal, because then people, you know the whole thing is they won't come from Boca and West Palm yeah. south. Far, right. Yeah. But this way, you're right in the middle, they would they would go. But But... I, was, I remember the days with Charles O. Finley out in Oakland when there were 500 people in the stands because Charles O., who innovated a lot in, in, and that's a big in stadium. the game. 
500 people really get lost in there, but they, they, he built the closest to a Yankee dynasty. You know, those early 70s teams, oh, yeah. the Oakland A's, yeah. that, those were some fine okay. ball clubs. But Charles O. wore that market out, and Lurie is doing the same. Right, of course, of course. Do you, do you feel like you're competing with the Twins? No. No? No. We are, and I think the Twins, Andy McPhail and I really had some enmity. We didn't manufacture it. I mean, it was great. He came into, we, I came into town. He goes, it'll never work. I love to quote him at that because nobody <laughs> ever cheered for Goliath. Yeah. You know, of course. I mean, what are you going to crush that little bum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Andy's like, this will never work. He bets me the first year that a player from the University of Minnesota will make it to the big leagues before. We had five players in 93. Starting with Kevin Millar, who was undrafted. Right. We had five players. Eddie Oropesa, speaking of Cuba. Ray Ordonez Mm -hmm. played for that club. Um, Frank Charles. Mike Mims. Those are the five. Five players. It's real baseball underneath it all. But the reason we don't compete is because 35% of the people here tonight love baseball. Hate what I do. But 65% of them are here for the cheap theatrics. Ultimately, you have to go see a Twins game if you love the Saints because if you love baseball, you have to see the best baseball sure. played in the world. We're developing fans. Mm-hmm. But for years, they just didn't get that. For the first time now that major leagues are embracing, you know, it used to be, we invented skyboxes. We invented skyboxes on the south side of Chicago. Joe Robbie built a ballpark mm-hmm. uh-huh. on skyboxes. Dog Day Afternoon was a fundraiser for an HIV outfit in 94. Bring your dog to the park. Right, right. They would never have done that in the big leagues. No, no way. What did they see? You could monetize it. Uh, when you can monetize it and add zeros to it. Let's see how this works. Hey, that's a great. Yeah, I think did I say that was Bush? <laughs> I meant that was worthy. <laughs> worthy of the Bush family. <laughs> Did you, was it was it a little bit satisfying to see Andy go to the Cubs and not do great? It was um, <laughs> not so much that it was satisfying. It was that he had an impossible situation, and he got a chance to see what we were up against. I mean, I felt bad for him there. I'm, it's no secret right. I'm, not a, I'm not a Cub fan. I don't right. particularly care for the Cubs. I'm a White Sox fan through and through. But that Tribune company ownership and having all the things to deal with – he got a chance to see firsthand how I felt coming here. I was a small business guy. I had every nickel and then some. My wife's here hanging pictures today. You might have seen her walking <laughs> around in her little Saints hat, hanging yeah. pictures in the suites, oh, right? Nice. Yeah. 25 years ago, she was painting trash cans. And wow. Andy goes, it'll never work. And that's, that, nothing fuels your desire to succeed at something like people just I mean, Saying Patrick no Royce and, and Sid Hartman Negative. making fun of the Saints. And look at now. Yeah. Look at where we are. This I mean, it just was it was wonderful. But it was a result of a lot of hard work. And I was scared. 25 years ago on opening night, what do you think I was doing? I was praying. <laughs> right in your nails, I bet. <laughs> what nails? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I had chewed my arms down to my elbows. I was like. How many how many teams are you still in like in, I, in the front I, office? I of? just recently um, sold the last two affiliated. I sold my interest in Hudson Valley with the Devil Rays, and I sold my interest in Charleston because I think the only piece of bad advice my dad ever really gave me was he always said, "Don't fall in love." He, you know, 
Mm. He operated the St. Louis Browns, now the Baltimore Orioles. He had Milwaukee, like mentioned earlier, when they were um, a, a minor league team. He had the White Sox twice. Um, he had Cleveland when Phillies they set too? the world record. No, they wouldn't let him buy oh, the Oh, they wouldn't Phillies. let him buy the Phillies. They That's made wrong. sure that yeah. the guy, that the cigar guy got him and mm. not the old man. But he said, never fall in love, McGill. You know, when you've driven up the value, when you've done, when a town's red hot and you can't do any more, then you unload it. This one I fell in love with. Mm. I, I, it's no secret that I don't want to, in Charleston, we're affiliated with the Yankees. I still hate the Yankees. But oh. the problem there is you got to ask the commissioner. Mm. You got to ask the Red Sox. You got to ask the Yankees. And here in independent ball, you don't. So I have the Saints, uh, roughly a quarter interest in the Saints, along with Bill and Marv Goklang. And then I have uh, 15 or 20 percent of the coin belters that are in the Frontier League down in Bloomington Normal and a very small percentage of of the River City Rascals, which is just outside St. Louis. So sure. I got three, and I got a project on a drawing board. So, oh. so maybe four. Something now, in the, I read uh, in somewhere the that uh, that your daughter loves this this team the best. Yeah, but yeah. There's a. This was. Really, they let her use the restroom. That's right. That's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> this was really. This was really a family. Was a family business. I mean, my son Night Train is fourth generation now. He works for the White Sox. Oh, cool. He did 973 minor league games. That's how many wow. games he worked. And now he's the, <coughs> sorry, part of the, he's head of the social media for the White right, Sox. Right, um, But he started at the lowest spot you could as a group sales guy. He made his bones. He made his, I'm very proud of him, made his numbers. But he'd worked 973. I mean, that's 14, 15 yeah. seasons yeah. Wow. that he worked, including four or five here. So, well, not here. Right. Yeah. He yeah. won't believe yeah. this. No. Wait. <laughs> a little bit of jealousy when he comes in. This yeah, place, he'll be right? insane when he sees yeah, this. Yeah, right, right. You, you mentioned Bill. Is he, uh, is he supposed to be here this evening for the uh, Open? Are you, are you not? Should have just yet? landed. Oh, okay, so he's coming. So he's had a couple of crazy nights the last few nights. <laughs> That's why. He, I mean, he's got to do something to, to lift his coverage a little. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the you bill. mean here, come in here. Sure, yeah. he, you know, I mean, sure, he did Letterman a couple of times. Yeah. You might have heard something about it, but yeah, but, uh, you know. But now he's coming <laughs> to the Saints Grand Opening. Now he'll get some visibility, <laughs> baby. People finally recognize. <laughs> him. I, that's right. I hate when people yeah. come yeah. on to you. I know you guys have the connect. You guys have the Chicago connection. But what? I mean, I mean he loves baseball. I mean, where did that start? I mean, how did you guys bump into each other and, and kind of start that relationship? In 1989, Marv Goldklang and Van Schley and Bill Murray were partners, and they purchased the Miami Miracle. Right, okay. And I was running an ad agency in Pompano Beach or in Fort Lauderdale. And it was no secret that after the disco demolition, I spent the next 10 years in hell. I mean, I couldn't get a job. In the sport that I loved, I, I, you know, they were wild to get me into soccer because I guess in soccer they love riots. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only action they get. Yeah, nobody yeah. really wanted. Yeah. Nobody really wanted me or radio stations because you know it had drawn a hundred thousand people. <laughs> right, right. But um, when Bill and and Marvin Van bought the Miracle, they hired me. And it was Roland Heeman was on a plane with Van Schley, and Van very proudly announced to Roland, who was running the Orioles at the time, he and I had been together with the White Sox, he, 
he says, we just bought the Miami Miracle. And Roland looked at him and laughed and said, if you're dumb enough to buy the Miracle, you're dumb enough to hire a vet. Of course. <laughs> and so that's how, um, that's how Bill and I became associated. I mean, we were in Chicago off and on in the same times. And obviously, everybody in Chicago knew he was one of the favorite sons. They had no idea I was around until I blew up those disco records. And then suddenly, <laughs> Rolling Stone and those guys knew I was around. So, but they hired me. Ten years later, when nobody else would. Sure. And I'll never forget that. And that's why it's an honor to this day to be partners with all of them. And um, that's how we got together. I mean, seems like a, a good chance. group. You guys have done kind of you've done well for yourself. You it's know. worked. <laughs> it's really worked. We have a lot of fun. He's Bill's a very active partner. Similar personalities. I mean, does that help? It does help, um, mainly because you don't have to explain you know, what you're going to do. And I'll give you a perfect example of what kind of a, I mean, what makes Bill Murray great is because he doesn't have an entourage. He's his own man. He picks his projects, I think, very thoughtfully. But the number one thing is he's a stand-up guy. And a few years ago, we had a ball club in Brockton, and we had an opening day just like this. And it rained 87 different times and right. a lot of the people that you'll see around here today myself included were on the field pulling the tarp and after the seventh time i had i had my only expensive jacket from brooks brothers <laughs> Ooh, ninja today's brooks episode brothers. is brought yeah. to you by brooks, yeah. brooks brothers yeah i have my brooks brothers jacket on and it's now we're pulling tarp for the seventh time it's got the red clay on it oh, i'm yeah. never going to wear it again <laughs> And I go over to the, to the third base line, and I said to Bill, we're not going to get this game in. This is not going to happen. And you have to do something so spectacular so that people, we had a full house, they're all sitting there watching, so the people will swear that we played this game in 10 years. <laughs> I didn't have to tell him anything else. Right. Here's what he did. He just knew. He went back to the Brockton High School marching band. He said to the guy, I don't know what the guy's, you know, you ripped me for name dropping. Right. Okay, because I say, <laughs> well, I don't know what they call that guy who's got the big hat. Conductor? I don't know. Grandmaster? I don't know. The Poobah? The Poobah. The Poobah conductor. He's got this big hat on. Yeah. So Bill puts the hat on. He rearranges the orchestra. Tubas first. Okay. <laughs> and they march around the concourse. For 45 minutes playing Mustang Sally. <laughs> nice. Okay? Yeah. 45 minutes. Yeah. The band leader, when Bill took his baton and his little hat that none of us know the name of right, or right, what right. he yeah, becomes, yeah, yeah. was like apoplectic. So they're marching around through the crowd. People are going nuts. Here's a, uh, an actor that they've seen the night before on Ghostbusters walking through the crowd directing this group we call the game i look up in the stands and there is bill signing every autograph for every person now you can go to brockton today mm -hmm. which is a tougher town than butte montana when mm -hmm. we operated a club you can go to brockton and ask the score of the first game and 50 percent of the people say ah the rocks won 10 to 2 or something right we were rained out but but they remember <laughs> Bill Murray lined up the band, and they were playing Mustang Sally for, like, forever, and he signed every autograph. Yes. What do you think that does for the yeah. crowd? What do you think that does for the people who work there? That is people a stand-up move. People look at this and go, 
man. And he knew exactly. I didn't say do something, entertain them. Right. <coughs> I said, we're in a jam. We're going to mm -hmm. bang this game. It's in your hands. And he delivered a great product. I, I feel like pressure isn't isn't in that guy's wheelhouse. No. You know what I mean? It's like Answers. he'll just roll yeah, with just whatever. Yeah, he, he, he really does kind of redefine. Uh, one, of the, one of the most proud moments, the only serious thing I'll say to you, that one of the proudest moments of my life of being friends with him, he was on Charlie Rose one night. Charlie Rose is a great interviewer. Yeah. And Charlie Rose says to Bill, what's the secret? You know, Bill wanted to be an actor. He never signed on to be an icon. He never a multi-generation icon. Right. Much less. He wanted, to, he wanted to act. So Charlie says, what's the key to your success? And he said, I try to be available. And Charlie Rose, who is not, you know, a dummy, mm -hmm. says, oh, to your fan. And Bill says, no, I try to be available mm -hmm. to the moment, to get the most that I can out of it, to wow. not be looking over your shoulder, but to enjoy each and every, this is, this is not a dry run. Right. This isn't a dress this is rehearsal. It. This is what you get. And you could just see Charlie was like, wow. He just blown the doors off the guy. And I just sat there and I thought, here is a funny man, man who has made his living making people happy, talking about something that is so intellectual, and yet he's making it in little bite-sized so that nobody's going to yeah. sit there and go, mm, that's a little precious. Right, right. People right. are just thinking about their own lives going, you know, I went over to Aunt Irma's the other day, and I couldn't wait to leave so I could go see the basketball game, and then Aunt Irma died. And my last minute with her was I was thinking about being somewhere else, and the point was enjoy yeah. it. <laughs> well, Pretty doggone intellectual. My next question was going to be, how has he made you a better owner slash promoter slash person? But I think that's yeah, that, that kind of sums right it there. up right there. Yeah, he, he understands you never pander. He and my old man have a lot in common. And they never insult their audience. They allow their audience in on the gag, and they know that the audience gets it. So many people set it up. Mm -hmm. This is going to be funny. Mm -hmm. Here's why it's going to be funny. But Bill Vack and Bill Murray have this great thing in common, and that is just tell it. They'll know. My old man used to go nuts when you put on the, when you put on the scoreboard. Make some noise. Oh, yeah. Fans know when to do it. <laughs> <laughs> really, if you and, – and part of the same success is we've left it a great deal of this – canvas to the to the fans so they fill it in accordingly it's like canned laughter on a sitcom yeah. you yes. know yeah. if you're it's at exactly home and you believe it's funny you don't need to be told so when a fan leaves what what do you want them to leave with what i had a great time yeah. i want them to leave here going i got a great product mm -hmm. at a great price and boy did i have a few laughs absolutely it's that simple i think you've been successful with that i well, mean it's 1993 i mean it's this <laughs> i know i know we're radio right now but it's it's, it's, it's bizarre yeah it's bizarre i look at this and i think how can anybody major league minor league any sporting endeavor and i'm not in the entertainment business i'm in the baseball business yes we wrap it with kind of silly things around it but it's a baseball game if you love baseball 20 of our players have gone back to big league clubs right. 130 have gone back to major league organizations. 
So you're seeing a good double-A ball game. If you got a veteran on the mound, you can see a good triple-A ball game. Mm -hmm. Daryl Strawberry hit 18 home mm -hmm. runs in 29 games yes. here. He went to Columbus and played triple-A for two days, hit three home runs there, and then went on to the Yankees and hit 11. He didn't really have to adjust. No. So he was seeing pretty good pitching here. But we would be foolish to sell it seven miles from the Metrodome where they play Major League Baseball or Target Field. Have you? I mean, obviously you've done your fact check. I mean, is this is this kind of rare for a major urban yes. market? Yes. I mean, there's not another major city that's got a, a team right downtown. People are are you know they're very there are a couple of things that people don't really realize. Minnesotans are spoiled, is one thing. ESPN did this survey a few years back in which I had a great deal of interest, and it was they picked Target Field as the best ballpark in America. Right. And the number one, mm -hmm. and the XL as number three, the best hockey ballpark. Okay. That was the kind of pressure on either end of the Saints. We would never be sitting here if the XL Center hadn't happened in Target Field, because people were fine. I mean, they came in droves. They came in record numbers. The first time my wife and I went to the XL Center, we went to a Billy Joel concert eight years ago or nine years ago. She went to the washroom, got me a beer, assumed she washed her hands and came back to the seat <laughs> in under six minutes. And she wow. turned to me and she said, you got some problems. And I said, six minutes, huh? Six she minutes. goes, this is an efficient building. And people are not going to tire of the fun and games, <coughs> but women want restrooms now that are clean. Right. And the XL Center reminds them that you don't have to miss three innings wow. going to get a beer. Wow. And that's really what, and when Target Field came along, that's when we, I mean, we had already been working for three years on a new ballpark, but it was the XL Center. But people don't realize that. If you ask any number of your listeners, where are the best buildings in America? ESPN, 2012, 2013. Right. Two out of the top three are in Minnesota. And you say Minnesotans are spoiled, spoiled too. It's, yeah. Well, maybe not with the winds, but, you know, they, those buildings compensate for that for having lacks of, of, of major winning teams it's, it's, it's it really is I mean when you think about it with all the great buildings that there are that two of them are right and, here. and they had pretty stringent requirements number two was Lambeau Field and they just stuck that in there to stick a stick <laughs> in all the Minnesotans <laughs> eyes yeah why not right yeah. but Christ now if they did this poll in another year and a half will the Viking Stadium be on that list I mean I'm obviously sure will. This will. and maybe that's just because it's new and it's and it's this you know. is a hotbed. You know, right. Billy Peterson was at a, at a um, uh, chamber event where I was speaking the other day. And, and when you introduce Billy Peterson, there are not very many human beings on earth that you can say, ladies and gentlemen, he coached Dave Winfield. He coached Paul Molitor. And he coached Joe Maurer. He's done okay. And my point is, this is a baseball crazed and sports oh. community. Yeah. That's why, getting back in my usual vex circuitous fashion hmm. to your question about would it work in a lot of places? No, it's because Minnesotans are such rabid That's fans. A good point. I mean, they really get the American Legion already has its 2017 regional booked out here. Wow. There's never been a regional in Minnesota in Legion ball. 
because there was no place to play. Nobody sure. wanted to play in, in the Metrodome because mm. there were 50,000 seats and you draw 800 yeah. people. Obviously, you've been to Midway, so, you mm -hmm. know, it wasn't the most beautiful sight lines from the yeah. camera standpoint. So and I noticed there's can, no trains here, is there? No, but there no. are a lot of people coming in on planes. <laughs> I see that. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure we line. can yeah. plane. Nighttime. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or yeah, that, like that age old chant, rich guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rich guy leaving quickly. You know, and we got three drones of our own out here. We're so watching I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, is it, now, we, is it, we haven't learned to control them, but we got them. <laughs> we so those are in house. Yeah. Those are. Isn't that great? Can oh, they do man. a live feed to like to the board or anything? Or yes. What? No I mean, kidding. Yeah. There's only one guy here, Jordan, who knows how to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> he just walked by. I think we saw him out there. He crashed one near second base. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it still works. It looks that, like that won't be the only time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. Now, are you are you opening up to like little league regionals or anything like that? Have you anything that we can do that people, that, you know, the other sports say? Even? What do you? F oh yeah, I can't wait to. Here's a perfect example. There's a way to put hockey, to put a hockey rink out here yeah. and have some real fun. Oh, and I'm not cool, talking yeah. about putting coolers underneath and all that. I mean, just flooding the field, yeah. putting sawdust down like they did in the old days, yeah. flooding the field, put a cover, boom, throw the water down, and you got a sheet. Right. So those are the things we can experiment with. So during winter carnival... Oh, that's great. You know, you can do things Put like the ice that. castle here. Well, and it's in the location is just you can't yeah. say enough about it. It's a perfect spot. Yeah. And for the winter, you know, a lot of this will be it'll be 10 degrees warmer here because of the oh, of man. the architecture. You right. Know, you'll have things to break the wind. So you'll have interesting events. We're going to have Dr. John for the Jazz Festival is already scheduled to be out here. Nice. So people never resent putting public money in a building when they can use it. All day yesterday, the gates open. Wow. People come around and peek in. I go, come on in. Um, what do you mean? I don't need the tickets? You can uh, walk around. This is your building. Speaking of walking around, what, what was it like for you the first time you walked out to Centerfield, looked back over Lower Town? Oh, I was just like, it's so good that you have people who are so much smarter. Than you are do things because you can see the things. Plain. Rich plane. Sorry. Rich yeah. person. Oh, oh. Not, actually that's prop. prop. Not very rich not very guy. Rich. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not a rich guy. No, no. not at all. That's no, not Steven Tyler coming in to record. <laughs> Go on. Get out of our air. Keep going. He's going east, so he's going to Wisconsin. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> but I, I just looked around and I thought, man, these people really get it. I mean, the people really worked at it. And, and I think... St. Paul, you know, there was a lot of pressure when I first came here, which was, I always found very interesting was to name it the Minnesota something. Oh. You have the Minnesota Vikings. You have the Minnesota Twins. You have the Minnesota North Stars. You had the Minnesota Muth on the, Muth Muth. On the minor oh, leagues. Yeah. You had the Minnesota Saints. Lakers at one time? Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota the Saints, team? the hockey team, were yeah. in town for one year. So, I mean, everything was oh, Minnesota yeah. Saints. So, people were like, hey, man, you got to make this Minnesota something. I'm like, that's not, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, why not? I said, because historically, it's the St. Paul Saints. The St. Paul Saints moved to Chicago and became the Chicago White Sox. Don't tell me about... Yeah. This is, has to be the St. Paul's. Well, people will never come from any. 65% of our people came from Minneapolis. Don't tell me they wouldn't right. come. Of course not. 
You do you have any any affiliation left with the White Sox? Just besides Only your my son. your love and, oh, yeah, yeah, and your yeah. son yeah. working yeah. there. Yeah. But you but that you're a fan. I mean that's your team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still am a fan, and I, I, for the life of me, I can't understand why they're so stinking bad. This, I mean, on paper they should be a pretty good ball club. Yeah, but yeah, Twins welcome, got them this welcome weekend. Welcome to Minnesota. You know, all our teams are like that too. Well, and just, just be, just be, just hope the Cubs don't start getting warm. Oh Lordy, I'm telling you, Madden was, Madden was, in, 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 instantly. A, a nail and a half in the coffin. I mean, here you have arguably one of the best managers since Larusa hung him up. Right. I mean, and Madden, and from a standpoint of PR, they finished the press conference. What's Madden do? There's 300 people there covering. Let's go across the street. I'll buy you all a beer. <laughs> wow. What well, a lousy move that yeah, was. Right? <laughs> you think he could expense that? I don't know. He's going to get some press out of that <laughs> for sure. A big league manager just bought 400 riders a drink. How about that? That's uh, there's a conflict the there, I think, there, right? Yeah. I mean, that's no, like it's that. old school, that's... but I don't know that it's. Eh. Eh. What are you eh. gonna do? What well, don't You brought you brought hey, they didn't for Mike. Have to. So. They didn't have to have them. Right? Did they go to the Cubby Bear though? Is that where they went? I mean, I, I, I'm. You're not gonna fit for it. I absolutely refuse. <laughs> <to. laughs> Jordan, did you crash that drone, pal? Don't lie. We saw it. It was upside down. Right? He was testing it. But it still works. He picked it up. It still works. <laughs> what, uh, what, where do you see this going? I mean, do you yeah. ever see yourself adding seats here if it, if it blows up? I mean, no, it's not I, made I, for that, it no. looks like. I, li- I like this, and I, and, and I think it's the right, I think it's the right size. And the, the, the interesting thing that people always ask is people go, what happens if independent ball goes away? Let's see now. He's just checking his watch. It's 12-24. The St. Paul Saints have been arguably over the last 20-some years the most successful franchise or one of in the country. How long do you think it would take somebody to call the city and go, we're interested in going to St. Paul now that Feck's out of there? Right. So when we were going for financing, that was one of the big questions, is what happens if independent ball doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. This ball club has established this market as one of the premier Double A, Triple A, Single A, it doesn't matter. Baseball markets in the country, and it's recession-proofed itself. Sure. Say. We we're wrapping up here shortly. We know you you have limited time today, and you're very busy. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know if this is touchy. It's probably touchy for you. You've mentioned it a couple of times. The disco burning night. I mean, why didn't that work? And would that work now? Well, actually, it did work. It just worked too well. Yeah. The old man was the only one who really truly understood that promotion. Before he lowered the boom on me, he said, you know, McGill, sometimes they just work too well. And I, the mistake was mine, but the mistake was not the one that people think. The promotion itself was sound. There were 35 cops because I figured we were going to have 35,000 people. That's what I told the police in our security meeting before. Right. It was right. a Thursday night. We losing stuff? Uh, it was a Thursday oh. night redone um, doubleheader that wasn't on a schedule. So if you thought you could draw 35,000, you're a wizard. Well, there's 30,000 people lined up at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a 5 o'clock start. Right. The problem and the mistake that I did make was I had cops for 35,000 people. 100,000 people showed up. 
60,000 in the ballpark, 40,000 outside the ballpark. Traffic was backed up from Comiskey to O'Hare, which is like 16 miles. Right, right. I mean, it was a one-of-a-kind event. And from your standpoint, in your line of work, you tell me another time that two 50,000-watt giants, WLS, WCFL, were knocked off by WLUP, a 5,000-watt Heftel-owned station? Not going to happen. <laughs> no. I'm Steve Dahl, a month and a half before, had done 3,000 at an Indiana shopping center opening. Right. But the old Comiskey Park had portable ticket booths, and I moved 10 officers from the field outside when the fans started to shake the portable ticket booths. Crowd control is a misnomer. A crowd never thinks as one. This one particular time, they see 10 leaving. Oh, they go, wait a minute. Where once there were 35, there are now 24. Let's go on the field. There's an open door right there. And they did. We forfeited the second game, and I became a pariah. Um, the old man did exactly what a great leader does. He fell on the sword and said, you know, I did a lousy a lousy promotion, but in fact it was mine, and it just worked too well. So really it was only that the fact that there weren't enough cops? There weren't enough cops. Yeah. Otherwise we'd have, we'd have been able to control it. Yes, they were throwing records onto the field, but not, Steve Dahl likes to say we stopped collecting them. We didn't stop. The fans were smuggling them in underneath, and, you know, it was pre-9-11. We're not exactly shaking everybody down expecting right, them to. Right. We confiscated grappling hooks. Knives. Wow. I mean, <laughs> the people the were like crazed about this. I mean, he had these rabid followers. Wow. Wow. And, and I was 28 years old. I'd kind of lost my feeling for the tempo of the street. I didn't. I had no idea they were going to come out in numbers like that. Well, you were a big grappling hook guy back in the day, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I love grappling hooks. I mean, yeah. You know, hey, if I can't get into, if I can't get <laughs> into Cindy Good's house, right. I'll scale the wall. <laughs> Cindy, I'm coming, baby. Here I am. <laughs> oh, man. How well, better to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, Mike, thank you so much for talking yeah, to us. Oh, thank you, guys. This was just a pleasure. Just we a, know so you, much fun. You've got a big a night tonight. Uh, what do people need to know? This is going to go up in just a couple hours, so is there anything people need to know as they listen to it on their way into the field? Yeah, all they need to know is be patient with the traffic patterns while we learn them. There's plenty of parking, 3,000 spaces within four blocks you know so pick your spot try to think about your future of trips to the ballpark and and this is where i'm gonna this is my spot there's tailgating on the east lot entrance 500 spaces back there so nice. there's room to tailgate and other than that come out and have fun expect this well you're not going to be lost for three innings yeah. <laughs> when you go to the restroom and there are no portalettes and leave your grappling hooks at home. Leave your grappling hooks at home. And no disco records. Oh, and of course, take the light rail, ride your bike, and there are 30 oh, yeah. bus lines that service it as opposed to the half bus line that serves Midway. 30 different bus routes. It's pretty amazing. End up right here near the ballpark. Thank you, Mike. Thank, Thank you, you for very much. It was really great. It. Really enjoyed it. This is a presentation of the Student Media Network. So beefy.